0: Welcome to Hedging the Bet with Handwork and Rec, where we dive deep into collegiate sports betting. This topic has become a hot, fun issue in the new day of NIL, revenue sharing, confidence alignment, and gambling. We pick the most highly anticipated college sports games each week, share insights, and analyze statistics before revealing where we stand. Let's get this underway. Hedging the Bet is coming to you next from the Impact Sports Studio. And with that being said, welcome back to another episode of HTB with Handwork and Rec. We are in the home stretch of the college basketball season. We have entered the month of February, which means we are one month away from March Madness. And we are going to look at some national championship odds today. And I'll hand it over to my man, Brian Rector, to break those down.
1: It's as simple as this. February is the month of movement in college basketball. This is when we really know about the contenders, when the grind begins and the heart of each and every one of the 330 collegiate basketball programs will rise or fall. In this month, it takes toughness and togetherness to pave the way into the history books. What better way to celebrate another flip of the calendar and christen the new month by determining which programs across the NCAA have the best odds to win the NCAA March Madness National Championship. The column in the middle of our graphic, which we get that you guys can't see, but nevertheless, there are two columns that we'll discuss. The first is the odd as of right now per team to win the National Championship. In the following number we'll list, is the odd at the beginning of the season so clearly there's been monumental change among all of these programs and the key here is when we say plus and then a number that's how many dollars you win if you bet 100 so did have to make that determination the first case we're looking at the houston cougars why don't you doctor this one up mr handwork
0: Yeah, so right now Houston is the favorite to win the national championship with their odds being plus 600 right now. They started at plus 2,000 to begin the season. Then we got Purdue, one of the hottest teams, number one in the country right now in college basketball. They are currently plus 1,000. They began the season at plus 6,600. And then Alabama is now also plus 1,000. They began the season at plus 4,000. In fourth, we got Tennessee plus 1,200, and then they began the season at 2,500.
1: Pause. The top four, okay, you just read those off. Let's make a couple distinguishing detail factors here. For Purdue, coming from 6,600, odds on the nearly the lowest out of this list of the top eleven. What in the world is happening in West Lafayette, Indiana? I mean, can you tell me what this is about and why you would bet Purdue to win the national championship?
0: I think I would bet Purdue right now to win the national championship is because they have the national player of the year in Zach Eady. I mean, he just makes that team what they are right now. And they're they're number one in the country for a reason because of him, in my opinion.
1: Mm. Do you think Houston is good enough to win the national championship, or do you think it's a little bit too much of high praise on the Cougar squad?
0: I really don't. Um, They don't really play in a caliber conference as much as Purdue does when they play in the Big Ten. I think Houston, they definitely could make— I think they definitely could make it to the final four, but I don't see them as a national championship type team in my opinion.
1: And then Alabama or Tennessee out of the top four. Those are obviously two SEC schools, both playing outstanding basketball right now. And each have particular reasons why they would be there at the end of the day. But both of them are, I would argue, two of the top guard-led teams in America, which is, over the time, what has won the NCAA championship, especially the last decade. Out of those two, Alabama-Tennessee, who do you like more?
0: I like Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has played really well this last couple weeks. Same thing with Alabama. They beat Vanderbilt last night by, I believe it was like 56 points, which was more than their football team beat Vanderbilt this season, <laughs> which is amazing. Um I think if I were to bet a national champion right now, I think I'd go with the Tennessee Volunteers at plus uh, 1,200.
1: Now, what does Tennessee bring to the table that allows you to say that?
0: I just really like the way they can just beat down on other opponents. Like you saw them beat down on LSU. They were able to beat a really good Texas team by double digits. So like their ability to score a lot of points – and beat these really good teams, I think is going to really help them in March Madness. And now we saw the same thing last year when they went to March Madness, and they ended up bouncing in the second round. So we still have a lot of season left to go. But if I were to pick a national champion right now, I'd go with the Tennessee Volunteers.
1: So we got seven programs left on this list. Why don't we run down the list and kind of have a discussion about those?
0: Yeah, so we're going to go with the next four before going into the final four on this list. And we're going to start with Kansas. They're plus 1,200 right now. They began the season actually a little bit higher at plus uh, 1,150. And then we got UCLA at plus 1,400. They began the season at plus 1,600. Arizona plus plus. 1800 began the season at plus 1600 and then Virginia began the season at plus 2200 and they were a plus 6600 um, favorite to begin the season actually Virginia was plus 2200 as of right now
1: yes and here we see some of the blue bloods right we mm-hmm. see a couple Pac-12 schools but the Pac-12 doesn't have a national champion since <laughs> forever yep. ago. I mean, it's been just so, so long for them. And then Virginia has made a big jump. These are kind of the, the next four, the second tier. What do you think about these schools and who do you like out of them? <sighs>
0: This is a tough one because Kansas won it last year, but they're really actually starting to play good basketball. They had that three-game losing streak, and then the last two games, they've really beat some two really good quality opponents in Kentucky, and they got revenge on Kansas State. UCLA is a team that I think is very well coached. They have the guard play. They could definitely get it done and win the national championship this year. Arizona, I don't know about Arizona. I don't think they can win a national championship. And then Virginia, they got Tony Bennett, so they can— They've been there before and they can do it again, I think.
1: Yeah, Key Clark has been awesome. Reese Beekman has played his way into the first round of the NBA draft this year. I like Virginia for that reason. I'm interested though in what you said about Arizona. Why do you think they're not a national championship caliber team?
0: I just I think they're one year away. Um we saw them last year. They went to the sweet sixteen, they bounced out there. I think they are still getting used to having their program back at an elite level so i think it's going to take at least one more year until they're they're like okay we have a shot to win the national championship i still think they're going to go through a couple growing pains as a program and then i think next year they'll be ready to win that
1: national championship Mm, yes i appreciate that that was very good let's go into the last couple
0: Yeah. So these are actually really surprising. We start with UConn, which was plus 6,600 to begin the season to win the national championship. They're currently plus 2,500 to win the Natty and then Baylor plus 1,500 to begin the season that has dropped to plus 2,500. And then how about Xavier and Sean Miller? They were plus 10,000 to win the national championship to start the season and now they are plus 2,800, and then Texas plus 5,000 to begin the season. That has dropped to plus 2,800. Out of those four, who do you like?
1: You know, I don't think we can go through these four without speaking on Xavier. Yeah. Xavier is really good. And what they've done is just phenomenal. Behind the play of Nunji, the Iowa transfer, who I really like. Zach Fremantle as well from Xavier. But Fremantle, right? Yep. He won't come back for a month, according to information that was released yesterday. Yep. So that's something that's peculiar. I'm not sure what to expect now. And then UConn, Adama Sanogo, he's been great. I'm worried about their guards. Baylor with Keontae George, that's a really good team. But that's actually the only team we've seen here except for Kansas and Arizona who have worse odds to win now than they did. And so that's intriguing to me too. Baylor, as the you know national champion two years ago, is one that, that – They're still lurking with Scott Drew and Flagler and, as we said, Keontae George, the freshman. We'll see. We'll see. But Texas, then, despite what's happened with Chris Beard, they're still plugging along. Um, For them, it's been... um, Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Now I now I need to remember who I'm talking about. Timmy Allen has been resurgent. The Utah transfer. Wow, I was worried about that. I almost forgot. Uh but otherwise, you know, I think Texas here looks like the bottom of those last four to me right now. But that's what it is. I think Baylor probably I would still say has the best odds. Because they've been there and and like I would pick out of the bottom four Baylor.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you on that in terms of like Baylor and how they've been there before. I'd take them out of that group of four to win the national championship if we're, if I were to bet between those four teams. But how about Xavier though? I mean, if you look at the last couple of years when they had Travis Steele, like they had the talent to do well in the tournament, they just did not have the right coach to do it. And now that they have Sean Miller back, they are just playing at such a highly competitive level. They got a big game tonight against Providence. Xavier, they can make a lot of noise in March Madness if they get the right draw, I'm telling you.
1: Okay, but here's the question that I have for you is, is how much of a hindrance is it to be without Fremantle until probably the conference tournament?
0: Yeah, well, the good news is that they get Fremantle back in a month but losing Fremantle, like you could lose a lot of games without him because he really gives you that defensive presence and he's one of your best players so that's going to really hurt the good news is for xavier is they have nunji to back it up and he's going to have to play some really good basketball if xavier's going to be able to win uh these big, big East games down the stretch
1: absolutely now we got the saturday games So why don't you doctor those up, handwork, and we'll get after it.
0: Yeah, we're going to start with Michigan State and Rutgers. This takes place at Madison Square Garden. The Spartans are coming off of a beating at the hands of the Purdue Boilermakers on Sunday where Zach Eady once again was sensational, recording a career-high 38 points. And this should hopefully, for the Spartans, be their last challenge before entering what should most likely be a three-game stretch that features Maryland, Ohio State, and Minnesota. So who do you like in this one between Michigan State and Rutgers at the Garden?
1: This one is really practically a home game for Rutgers when you break it down. The Spartans still have to fly to New York City, and it will be a wonder to see if Spartan fans travel well for this one. Of course, my guess is they probably will because Michigan State has become an international brand, and not only that, but a whole ton of of East Lansing people who come out of Michigan State, head that way to New York, and relate like Boston, D.C., up and down that that shoreline there. As for the basketball aspect to it, though, Malik Hall was unimpressive against Purdue. He tallied eight, but I felt like he didn't really make his presence felt, as he did in the prior game against Iowa. Ruggers is the fourth best team in America in terms of field goal Percentage defense, and the Spartans have shot it very, very poorly at times, but they've kind of made a resurgence in their ability to shoot it, so that's something to watch. As well, Rutgers is seventh in America in terms of scoring defense. Steve Peichel has really, really reinvigorated this club from Piscataway. I like the idea that Michigan State will be on six days' rest, whereas tonight, Rutgers has to play Minnesota. I think this game will tell us a great deal about how the Rutgers Michigan State game come Saturday will be. Michigan State beat Rutgers just a week and a half, two weeks ago, by eight at, or excuse me, by 13. But that came off a rebounding margin where Rutgers out-rebounded Michigan State 42-34 by eight in the Breslin Center. But Coach Izzo knows how to get a team hot at this time of the year. Hogarth and Walker have to shine. Pierre Brooks has been flat the last couple weeks. It looks like Matty Sissoko has turned it around. I'm going to go with Michigan State. I am, but I think this one is going to be a challenge, and I think they'll weather the storm. Part of that is that Coach Izzo has been here, done that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. I totally agree with you. I think history is definitely on the Spartan side here. And I think the fact that this game is at Madison Square Garden instead of the Rack really helps Michigan State. Like if they had to go to the Rack, face that hostile environment, you, you mentioned that they'll probably get a lot of Michigan State fans that travel well, that will go to the game at Madison Square Garden. So I like Michigan State to win this game against Rutgers in the Garden.
1: Now, what exactly does the Rack do? For that Rutgers program, different from really many programs in America,
0: yeah, like if it's been like the last couple of years where the rack has really just become this place where teams do not want to go and play a road game. Like it is a very hostile environment, and credit to Rutgers uh, program for making that possible. Like that place has just been nightmare. For teams, uh, the last couple of years we saw it with Purdue last year. Um, we've seen it with a lot of really good Big Ten teams that have gone into there and haven't been really able to get a W.
1: I would say friendly confines is probably not a description to be had <laughs> there. are yeah. in uh, in Rutgers, but with that we've got a prop bet because we're returning to those for good reason. These are awesome. I love them. Here's the thing. Cliff Omerui of Rutgers, over or under 3.5 offensive rebounds. Michigan State, they've been rebounding it okay-ish, but they've been out-rebounded, as we said. Rutgers did it by eight here against Michigan State. Uh, do you think that Omarui will be able to get back to what he had early in the first matchup and crash the glass, lay him in, throw a couple jams down, and get Rutgers rolling? 3.5 offensive boards.
0: Yeah. Like, I know he, like, really started the game, like, really fast in the game against, in East Lansing against Michigan State. Um, I think he will do well in this game, but I think Michigan State, they'll probably look at the tape and they'll. From the previous game, they'll know what they did wrong, and I think they're going to be able to control him. The like, key is going to be Maddie Sissoko. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. I think he's going to do a really good job guarding him. So I'm going to say under for this one.
1: Hmm. Okay, you know, speaking from an X's and O's standpoint, what do you have to do to defend from an offensive rebounder like that?
0: You got to box out. You just got to box out and hope you get the offensive rebound or defensive rebound and just move up the floor. You got to box that guy out cuz he is a one big problem. Now we're going to move on to number 8 Kansas taking on number 13 Iowa State. So after enduring a three-game losing streak, the Jayhawks have responded by going into a hostile environment at Rupp Arena and getting a 77 to 68 victory over Kentucky. And Kansas also got revenge on the Wildcats with a well-earned 90-78 to win on Tuesday night. Now the Jayhawks will once again travel into a hostile environment and aims to face off against a really good Iowa State team led by Jaron Holmes. Who do you like in this one between Kansas and Iowa State? Kansas is playing good basketball right now.
1: Yeah, I think Kansas proved their worth against Kentucky in Rupp. That's going to go down as a good win for them. And then what we saw last night against Kansas State. I mean, look at this here. Jalen Wilson had 20. And then McCullough Jr. had 16. Harris Jr. had 18. It's quite the balance. And I got to say, I really like that. I think that bodes well. The Jayhawks shot it well, 40 from the field against Kansas State, 41 from three. I look at that number and think, Hoo-wee! ooh-wee! Hallelujah. No, but Jalen Wilson is a Wooden Award finalist as of right now, and Grady Dick is a lottery pick. K.J. Adams and Kevin McCuller Jr. give Kansas double figures as well. We saw that last night. Coming off of a big game against Kansas State, this is another opportunity to bolster their resume. Jaron Holmes and Gabe Kausher are both around 13.5 for the season. Iowa State has lost two in a row after beating Kansas State. That was a big-time game. But you drop two and you think, okay, the Cyclones, man. The Cyclones, man. They have to defend Ames. They have to. They're at a point where they're still 13th in the country. They're hanging around. They're they've been very good. I think you're a lock for the NCAA tournament now. But if you don't defend your home floor, that's a problem. These Big 12 matchups really matter as the top 6 teams in the conference are separated by only 2 games. Kansas is 4 and 2 on the road, but Iowa State is 11 and 0 at home. I would go nod to the Jayhawks. Bill Self has reestablished his trust with me. Not that it matters, but nevertheless, he has. Had to throw that in there. And then shout out to Dylan Wilhite, my guy Duke Brennan, who's a forward for Arizona State. His cousin, Dylan Wilhite, plays for Kansas. So had to shout that out. Rock chalk, baby. I'm going with Kansas over the Cyclones.
0: I'm going to go with Kansas as well, and it's going to be because of the great play of Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick. They have been phenomenal in these last two games against Kansas State and Can- and Kentucky, excuse me. So I'm going to go with Kansas in this one. They're going to ride the momentum, and they're going to get another big-time road W. And speaking of Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson, do they go for a combined over or under 35 points in this matchup against Iowa State?
1: I'm going to go under. Okay. And I think it's because of the balance that I just highlighted. Adams scores double digits. McCullough Jr. scores double digits. Dick scores double digits, as well as Wilson. When you do that, it's very hard to say that these two are going to go for 35. That's, you know, 17 and a half by two. Um, maybe, maybe 25? Maybe 30, but I'm going to go under 35, and it's because neither of them average enough to get to that mark. But you know what? I'll say this. When you're inspired by a road game and you're inspired by trying to compete in your conference and you have a top 15 ranked team in front of you, you never know yeah. what, can be, what you can be propelled to in terms of your level and play.
0: Yeah. It's not impossible. No, yeah. no.
1: And I'm not here to say that. I just think that's a little bit extreme. Yeah. So I'll go under, but just barely. Might hit.
0: Might hit. So speaking of a team that's like Iowa State, their ranked team, uh, they are on a two-game losing streak as well. We got number 25 Auburn traveling to Tennessee to face the second rank. Tennessee Volunteers, the Volunteers continue to prove that they are one of the nation's hottest teams right now as they are now ranked second in the AP poll after a hard-fought win over a really good Texas team, while Auburn, on the other hand, fell at the hands of West Virginia in that Big 12 matchup. And then Texas AM and last week, they lost by double digits at home. So can Auburn get a big-time road win against a really good Tennessee team?
1: I don't know what's going on in Auburn, man. Bruce Pearl. Is- is honestly, and I have to say this, to be frank, Bruce Pearl is one of my favorite coaches in America. I love him. I love his style, attitude, mindset, program values, all those things. He's been excellent during his tenure. But Auburn has Battled hard this year. I mean, they've fluctuated between 11 and 25 in the AP poll. Now they're with their back against the wall in spot 25, and they need new life after losing two in a row, as you say. I think that Tennessee is too good to lose in Knoxville at this juncture, and especially with an Auburn team that has been on the down low. Tennessee has won four in a row behind Zakai Ziegler, and last week I concluded that he needed to shoot the ball better, and he did. So I'm going Tennessee with a big performance, I think, from Ziegler. Viscovi was the beginning to their season, but it's been uh, Ziegler's team the last couple weeks, and I think we'll see more of that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and it's because of Ziegler. He has looked fantastic, and I just think Tennessee is just too hot of a team right now where Auburn's going to be able to go on a road. It's probably going to be a hostile environment, again, as it always is in Tennessee. So I'm going to go with Tennessee in this one over Auburn as Auburn loses another one.
1: You know, what I find interesting about this Tennessee team is how similar their path to here looks to what their football team did.
0: Yeah, Earlier you're right. Year.
1: But the last thing they want is to have a, a season-ending injury for oh, yep. somebody <laughs> like Viscovy or Ziegler, as we saw with with Hendon Hooker. Yep. Uh so, you know, you'd like to see Rick Barnes keep that squad in line and uh, I I think for now they're good. As yeah. long as as long as something ridiculous doesn't transpire, which that's what college sports are. They're a series of un seen events (laughs) that happen that either make your fate or break it I like Tennessee
0: yeah I'm just really looking forward to see how Tennessee does in the NCAA tournament because I don't know if like probably many of you remember from last year that they looked like a national championship team in like the first round against, like wasn't
1: it Lawnwood or something like that they it were was, playing? was, yeah. That and, was a 3-14 yeah, game. Yeah,
0: and they looked like, oh, my goodness, they're going to go to the Final Four. They might win a natty. And then they show up on Saturday against Michigan, and they lay an egg, and Michigan ends up going to the Sweet 16. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Tennessee to not only do well this year but do well in the NCAA tournament. And then uh, prop bet time for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. This one's for you. Zakai Ziegler, over under 11.5. He's been right around 11.3, 11.7, just had 22. What do you think?
0: I'm going to go for over. I think he's just playing so well right now that he's going to continue to play at a high level, so I'm going to go over in this one for Ziegler. We got a Big Ten rivalry, and it's a good one. Number one, Purdue, taking on number 21, Indiana. Indiana's looked great these last couple weeks. Despite the loss on the road to Maryland on Tuesday night, the Hoosiers have been playing much better basketball and are fully capable of upsetting the top-ranked Purdue Boilermakers on Saturday. With the likes of Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Schiaffo, Schiaffno, I believe I'm saying
1: that right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I thought it was Shafino. Shafino. But, but still, uh, however
0: you say it. Yeah. Yeah. So who wins this game? This is going to be a great matchup between Zach Eady and Trace Jackson Davis. Who do you think wins, Purdue or Indiana?
1: As disheartened as I am by the success of the Boilermakers, because I am, I'm frustrated. Yeah. You have to give it to him. You, you have do. to give it to Painter and Eady and Lawyer and and, you know. Morton and the whole squad over there. I don't know if it will translate to tournament success, and the same can be said about Mike Woodson's time in Bloomington. He has them back in the rankings, and Trace Jackson Davis is awesome. Jalen Hood Schifino just scored 24 against the Ohio State Buckeyes as well to compliment Trace Jackson Davis. But is Purdue that good? They will certainly be tested. Indiana is the 8th best team in America by protecting the rim. That comes off 5.8 blocks per game. Can they stave off the touch and rim running ability of Edie? That is where we need to have our eyes fixated. It's going to be, I mean, round mound of rebound, high flying, deep diving action between these two squads in the Midwest. I'm gonna love watching it. I mean this, as you say, rivalry old fashioned scope assembly hall. It's gonna be awesome. As Vital would say. Awesome, baby. Awesome. But I'm gonna go with Purdue. And it's because uh, Edie. We've talked about it. And so I, I don't need to go into it now, but but Edie is so good and has so many different abilities around the rim that he w- he's even back-cutting people for two-handed jams now at seven five, It's like, what more can you do? I just... I think Indiana better find a way to contain him early. If they don't, it'll be over. Yeah, fouls.
0: Game over, if yeah. that does happen. I wanted to go with Indiana in this one because I think they're fully capable. Trace Jackson Davis is fully capable of Slowing down Zach Eady. He has, he's averaging, I think, like over three blocks a game for this Indiana Hoosiers team. So he's fully capable of guarding Zach Eady in this one. I just think Purdue's just way too good. I think this will be a back and forth game well into the second half. But I think in the end, it's just the way that this Purdue team closes. They're able to get good plays down the stretch from Zach Eady. And you mentioned Fletcher Lawyer as well, who's been huge for this Purdue team. So I just, I like the Purdue Boilermakers in this one. As painful as that sounds, because, I mean, they're a good team, and it's hard to watch them be so good. Um, And then the prop bet. So we mentioned the great matchup between Trace Jackson Davis and Zach Eady. Do they go combined over or under 35 rebounds in this one? Trace Jackson Davis had 20 against Ohio State. (laughs)
1: Uh, Folks, I'm sitting in here writhing in pain over this over-under. 35? 35. Here's the hard part that I'm having incredible difficulty coming to grips with is that it's possible. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Here's the thing. If Edie hits his average, which is 13.5, that means... Trace Jackson Davis has to go 22, 22 if Edie hits his average. If he goes a couple overs, say he gets to 15, then 20, 17, then 18. I, oh, man. I can't believe you're doing this to me right <laughs> now. This is unbelievable. I Like, there's so much scrutiny around this over-under. Under again. I, I think both of these teams play slow enough to where we might not even see that many rebounds to be had. Agreed. Let alone by one team. And my issue here is not the fact that they can't get there. It's the fact that they won't be able to get there because of the way their teams play. I think this you know, has the makings of not breaking 60 points for the winning team. And if that's true, I, w- I would be concerned about the amount of rebounds that you have, because neither team takes bad shots. It's in their system to to get it in motion, flow through the offense, and then find a good shot. So they shoot high percentages um, more often than not, and don't give up a whole lot of rebounds. So under because again, thirty five is stupid. I mean, we math we mathed it out. That would literally mean that Jackson Davis has to go over 20. I, I don't buy that for a second. There's no way.
0: Yeah, I'd probably go a little bit under, but it's not impossible. Like, I could totally see it happening, but I'm going to go under for that one. Number 10, Texas, taking on number 7, Kansas State. The Kansas State Wildcats have been one of college basketball's biggest surprises surprises this year under the helm of first-year head coach Jerome Tain. On the other hand, we touched on this last week. Texas has done an excellent job playing well after the firing of Chris Beard. So who wins in this one between Kansas State and Texas? This is a big-time Big 12 game.
1: You know, I don't want to give your pick away, but I'm, I'm going to. So I'm going to tell the folks here. If Kansas State had won against Kansas... I would agree with you. I would agree that Kansas State might have a good look at this game, but they did not. The Longhorns played tight with Tennessee, and they went on to beat Baylor 76-71, a response that really is indicative of how their year has gone. Timmy Allen has elevated his play, and then we need to talk about, by the way, the best name of anyone in college basketball, Serge Jabari Rice. Are you kidding me right now? Like, what is that? Serge Jabari Rice, who poured in 21 against Baylor. Here's a funny thing. Texas only made one more shot than Baylor and hit three more free throws. But Texas played staunch defense, allowing Baylor only 36% from the field and 30 from three. As well... They dished out, the Longhorns, dished out 14 assists in that one, which was big time. That's about a 55% assist rate, which was much higher than the counterpart, Baylor, in that particular game. So I'm going to go with Texas. I think that Kansas State is good. I think that you will highlight the reasons why they're good. So I'll lead those to you. But but I think that it's going to be the Longhorns and uh, the eyes of Texas are upon you. I had to hit that again. That's a great song. But
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas State, and it's because of the loss to Kansas on uh, Tuesday. And um, it's going to be, cu- be because of Keontae Johnson. He's really playing at a high level right now. So I think he'll have a good game against the Texas Longhorns, and they'll be able to get a W against uh, Texas. Prop bet time.
1: It is. It is that. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go Timmy Allen, who's been playing better, Keontae Johnson, who's one of the best stories in college basketball. His comeback probably is the one of the year, I would have to say. Comeback, he's playing outstanding, better than he even was before. Over or under 13.5 boards? And I'll preface by saying they both hang right around there when you combine their averages, 7.2, 4.9. So we're going to go with 13.5. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go over. I could see it being under, though. I mean, you mentioned how good Timmy Allen's playing right now, and Keontae uh, Johnson is that good uh, player for Kansas State, and I think he'll get a a bunch of boards as well. So I'm going to go over uh, 13.5 uh, This one for uh, Timmy Allen plus Keontae Johnson um, with the 13 and a half boards. I think they'll get combined around like 15 in this one. So our last game is number 12, Gonzaga, taking on number 18, St. Mary's. This is the first meeting between Gonzaga and St. Mary's this season. The West Coast Conference is shaping out to be the wild West Coast Conference As there is a real possibility, and this is hard to believe, that Gonzaga could lose this conference in the regular season, at least the regular season title. We don't know about the conference title yet, but they could lose it for the first time since 2012, which is crazy to imagine. So does St. Mary's win this game? They're undefeated in conference play while Gonzaga has that one loss to the Loyola Marymount Lions. Back a couple weeks ago. So does St. Mary's upset Gonzaga?
1: I wanted so badly to pick St. Mary's. But I couldn't. And I couldn't because Gonzaga has one of the best wins in the country, which is a 10-point win against Alabama that still stands today. And their non-conference schedule rivals the toughest in the country, having gone through... And wait for it. This is a laundry list. We're going to need to take a break here. <laughs> Purdue, Alabama, Kentucky, Xavier, Michigan State, Texas, and Baylor. All before the month of February. What in the name? Uh, seriously. Seriously. I mean, who are we to sit here and say, Mark Few and that squad who's been tested and been in a tumultuous situation, quote unquote, like that, who are we to say that they're on the the out here? I mean, come on. You just said it in your, your own introduction to this game. They even lost the conference in 11 seasons. How is that? It's because they lose games, but they get better. <laughs> and I think this is what we may see down the stretch here. But here's the one challenge to that thought, though. And it's this. During WCC play, Gonzaga has played in five games, which were decided by single digits. Here's another fact. Gonzaga is 15-5 and versus St. Mary's over the last 20 meetings. St. Mary's College won the last matchup that took place in Moraga, California, okay, at the home of St. Mary's. And in each of the last three matchups that St. Mary's has won, they outperform Gonzaga in the paint by an average of seven points per game. So that's a key detail here. Julian Strother just scored 40 points against the University of Portland, he ripped off the band aid. It was like, oh my goodness. Timmy had an off night. He went 3 of 7 for 8 points. And despite the 40-point night, Gonzaga only beat Purdue by 15. Gonzaga fans are calling for Rasir Bolton to elevate. He only had 4 against UP. So there's a lot of information to break down there. (laughs) I'll tell you that for sure. I think it's gonna be Gonzaga, and I think it's because Drew Timmy won't let them lose.
0: Oh boy, um, <laughs> I'm feeling real not very confident about my pick now. But you mentioned the fact that Gonzaga's been like really close in these uh, West Coast Conference games. I think that's really concerning, um, and then they also lost to a loyal Marymount team that. I never would have imagined they would lose to. And it was at home, which is just crazy. So, I mean, it's just very hard to imagine that Gonzaga, like we've seen in years past where they are able to roll for these conference games and they're just getting by, like, real close in a lot of these games. So I think that's very concerning. And that's why I'm picking St. Mary's. You mentioned that they upset them last year at home. So I think they're going to do it again. And I think it's going to be because... Of Mitchell Saxon and uh, Aiden Mahoney, and um, I think Mitchell Saxon is going to do a great job on Drew Timmy. Uh, you mentioned how Drew Timmy's not going to let them lose. I think that will be the case. But at the end of the day, I just think it's the home crowd at St. Mary's. They're able to they're able to get the job done. Drew Timmy they're able to slow down that offense, that Gonzaga offense, and I think they win a classic against Gonzaga. So I'm going with St. Mary's.
1: You know what's funny? Two of the five times that St. Mary's has beaten Gonzaga over the last 20, which basically goes back 10 years, Mm -hmm. two of those were in the conference tournament. Yeah. So three of them were in the regular season, and all three have come in Moraga.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I think St. Mary's wins the regular season uh, title, but Gonzaga wins the tournament title.
1: I was just going to say that. This looks like this could be the conference championship, yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. and wow, I, I mean, what better of a conference championship?
0: yeah that's another team to look out for in March Madness is St Mary's if they can really get a good draw,
1: yeah, St Mary's uh they had Indiana, right in the last year in the play in. Yeah.
0: It was after the plan because Indiana played, like, Wyoming in the plan. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then they got absolutely drilled by St. Mary's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're right. I didn't quite remember how that panned out, but yes, now I do. Watch out.
0: Yeah. Watch out for St. Mary's.
1: This team is good. Did you? Did you mention, you mentioned Mahaney, right? Mahaney, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a war. Yeah. Between Timmy and him. Mm Mm-hmm a war great game a war war yeah what is it good for (laughs) absolutely nothing Uh uh-huh kind of broke character there my bad but nevertheless yeah
0: so yeah it should be a great game i think it will probably be one of the best games of the weekend um and then the final prop bet is mitchell saxon He's averaging about eight rebounds on the year, so does he go over or under eight rebounds in this one against the Zags?
1: I'm going to go over. I've been going under, 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 under uh, today for the entirety of today, but I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to go over here because, because the only one who's been able to rebound the basketball consistently for the Zags is Drew Timmy? yeah and I think that that doesn't bode well. I think that that Saint Mary's will be the scrappier team. I think they'll want it more. I think they'll get after it, and I think they'll be able to come up with some some boards that are big time. And when was the last time that we heard of a team be able to beat Gonzaga in transition down the floor? This might be it, though. I mean, this might be it. It feels like it's all coming to a head for this game. So I'm going to go over. I like Saxon. I like Mahaney. There's a lot to like about this team. Yeah. And Gonzaga ain't playing well right now. No, they are not.
0: But this is the perfect opportunity for Gonzaga. Um, people are down them, and this is the perfect time for Mark Few to rally the troops and get a big win on the road. Against St. Mary's, I just don't think it's going to happen. And I'm going to go over as well for Mitchell Saxon. So should be a great game between Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And we hope to catch you next week for more HTB basketball predictions. We'll see you next week, guys.
1: Yeah.
0: That is all from the Impact Sports Studio. You can catch us live Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on 88.9 The Impact for more collegiate sports betting analysis.